Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and unfortunately, I have to bring you the news that we have lost another member of the Professional Wrestling Brotherhood over the weekend. We lost Paul Verlins. Verlins. He was also known as the Polar Bear. He was the UFC fighter from uh, 1995 um, uh, for a little while and uh, had one match with ECW and also wrestled in Japan at Kingdom. Um who um, unfortunately lost his life at the age of 51. Uh, he was put into a coma from COVID and who did not wake up from that. He was six foot eight, 300 pounds. Um, this match was against Taz. And um, man, it was, you go back and watch the clip of that. It's, it's pretty brutal. And his fight with Tank Abbott in the UFC is pretty brutal. But he's a big dude and uh, nobody should have to die at 51 from COVID or complications from COVID, so we send our thoughts and well wishes to his family, um, and we'll take a brief moment of silence here. All right, with that being said, I'm going to have Steve King go ahead and cue our intro music for tonight. We'll be uh, doing Wrestling Authority Radio tonight, and we'll be back to tell you all about it here in just a couple seconds. Steve, go ahead and cue that up for me, please. War Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean Davis. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for War!
Welcome, everyone, to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio Live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. This is a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. My name is Statistic Sean David, along with my co-host. The Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane. And the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Keanu Katie. Tonight, we will be talking about wrestling with nutrition with our special guest that we will get into in just a couple of moments. He is a wrestler, booker, gourmet chef, published author, YouTube sensation, and the founder of Average Guy Gourmet. He is Tony freaking Rican, and this has been a long time coming. Now, I want to remind everyone tonight, if you message the Average Guy Gourmet page starting right now until uh, this show is over with, you have an opportunity to win a signed copy of Tony's cookbook. Um, I believe it's the Puerto Rican Oh, God, I don't have the name of it. I feel embarrassed. Puerto Rican Cookbook. We'll be talking more about it with him. He's going to tell you all about it and his other projects. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Colin, all the way from Castle Rica. And he is a good friend of yours and, uh, well, mine as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony freaking Rican. What's going on, (laughs) Sean? Steve? Katie? How you hey, doing? how's it going, Tony? What's I'm up, good. This is a long time coming, like Sean said, because I've known Steve since like for <laughs> 20 years almost now, like 19, 20 years. Okay, yeah. well, why, oh, right. okay, well then, hold on a minute, then explain to me why it's been so darn hard to get you on this air. Um, we've had this show uh, going on seven and a half years, so um, uh, yeah, explain yourself. <laughs> because like, for a long time, I, Steve and Sean might know this, is I coached my son's youth football. So I'd go straight yes. to work. Okay. All right. football practice. So from the time he was 7 to 14, I was coaching. And then once that was over, you know, you I, he got into high school and <laughs> I finally got to be a normal parent, not a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. Well, yeah. normal parent. Those two words, Tony, do not fit together. You should know that by now. They don't. No. No, no, no normal parents are the ones that make their kids all dress in white and they're not allowed to get dirty. And Those are the normal people over there. We'll keep them over there. We don't need them. Anyways. Um, Katie, I'm going to let you take it away because uh, Tony, oh my, was a, really? Tony's, Tony was a wrestler. You're, so why don't you uh, start? No, you're a dink. No, you're a dink. You're going to question him first. Nice try. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. Sorry. I'll take it. I'll take, take it. it. I'm going to go right for the throat here. Um, you know, because um, obviously since we're talking about uh, diets and eating and that, Tony, there's a lot of these diets that have been out there for quite a while. Um, paleo, um, South Beach, uh, Kate, Keto seems to be the big thing right now. There's the Mediterranean, Weight Watchers, so on and so forth. I can go on forever. Talk about the difference between, say, one of the you know, set-up diets and being like a nutritionist and I've doing... I've never eaten a set diet. One of these, these well, bad, got to pay for the meal like, diets. Ugh. The big thing, like, I've always done is I've just watched my macros. I haven't bought into 
the fad diets or anything like that. I looked at, you know, I looked at how much protein am I taking in, how many carbs, how much fat. Um, and the, the one big thing for me that's worked for me personally is I've done the opposite of what a lot of Westerners do. We, most Westerners eat their biggest meal, the last meal of the day, right before they go to bed, when you're mm-hmm. not going to burn off anything. You're going to eat a bunch of meat and potatoes and then sit down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what you're so, saying, what you're saying is a country boy like me, you know, raised on meat and potatoes. If, if you're not getting any exercise after, let's say, a 5 or 6 p.m. dinner, then you're not really burning any of those calories before bed. Yeah. It's, just, it's just way in exactly. the so like, believe it, Believe it I'm, or not, okay, believe it or not, about, about, about Prima Ballerinas and, and Dancers and, and, and The Corpse, after they, have, they do one of their big shows, they eat. And they're known to eat like a oh, whole yeah. chicken to themselves. They, they don't eat, and they'll eat, and they'll eat. And, yeah, but... They have to be as big around as my thigh. How 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 would that? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna have a bunch of fat and carbs like bacon and sausage and 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 hash browns and all you know biscuits, mm-hmm. that's, that's gonna be breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know because yeah. I'm gonna eat those for breakfast. Uh-huh. So that way, even if I'm not working out or I'm not doing doing cardio day, you know that day I'm burning those You're things bulk off. Up. Nope. Right, and, and that's something that I'm not. It's not like extreme dieting or special food, or it's just eating the right things mm-hmm. at the right times of the day when you're actually going to be more active, mm-hmm. and you're not just going to sit and on those calories. And question. Mm. Yeah. Is it not is it not true what they say that it is better to eat not not to eat your three meals a day, but anywhere from between five to six small meals per day as a That's proper diet? That's what I do. I eat I eat smaller meals every couple of hours. It works for me because I have a desk job, so I can just, you mm-hmm. know, pop open whatever. Well, right now, yeah. during everything, I'm working from home, so I can eat whatever I want. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, go, That's not a good I, idea, yeah. <laughs> when, when I go into the office, I, I pack a bag. Like, I have a big bag I bring with a bunch of Tupperware, and every two hours, I oh, just open yeah. that Tupperware. But my snacks are, hey. like, nuts and tuna hey. and... My no. mom sells Tupperware. I can get you a good deal. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Shameless plug for my mama. Yeah. <laughs> she sold it in the seventies. Yeah, she sold it in the seventies, and yeah, now she's selling it again. <laughs> but if you can't plug your your family stuff on your own show, where can you? <laughs> buy my mom. Okay, okay. Buy my mom's merch. Okay. <laughs> if you need information, contact me. Yeah. But only in Canada. We can't you can't afford the duty system. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, hey, hey, hey. My mom my mom yeah, no, they give you really good sets and it's it's anyways, it doesn't even matter. Shut up, this is not the Tupperware party. now Tony 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 uh you know, works with a lot of athletes. Obviously his son has done football and wrestling and uh his daughter's in ballet and stuff. So it's very important that, you know, uh, Tony gets a lot of uh, younger wrestlers that will hit him up for advice. Tony's been wrestling for years. We'll get to that in a second. But what, what tips do you give these guys that contact you that say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight or, hey, I'm trying to bulk up that are new to the business that maybe were not taught how to work out or, or diet or any of this? What tips do you give to some of those guys or girls that hit you up that are new to the business? Carbs. I mean, the big thing, the big thing is don't try to tackle it all at once. 
if you go from no diet, no fitness to try to do everything at once, you're going to fail. Take it in yeah. steps. Just get out and walk a little bit every day first. Once you have that routine, mm-hmm. you know, for your diet, just drink water first. Get rid of the pop. Once you're able to drink water all the time, then yep. start cutting calories. Then start steps. Because if you try to go and switch your whole life overnight, you're just that's when you mm. start binge eating and falling back and yeah, you know, things and, like that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really good with dieting and I do my yoga and I do do enjoy my walks. Um, like most most of my workout is yoga. And I do have a lake. Well, it's not my it's not my lake, but lake. But they let me use it. Um, and but I've never. I, I didn't grow up drinking pop, so I will never have that visceral fat that wraps around your organs that you can't see. Right. I will never have that. I was introduced to good food, like real food. I mean, I actually like good food. I'm all right. I'll tell you straight up, yeah, I like the fried fried foods, you know, deep fried stuff. I got, I got an air fryer now, so it's a little better. But, yeah, I'll be the first one to say, yeah, pass the chicken nuggets. Yeah, pass, <laughs> pass the fat. Give me that. Give me a little bit more. Yeah, mashed potatoes? Yeah, just give me the bowl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Irish. Sean, I like my potatoes. But, yeah. Sean but I know, I know how to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't cook healthy food on my videos. I cook a lot of junk food and mashups. That's because I live mm. mostly by the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, I'm really good with my meals. But 20% yeah. of the time, I'm just going to enjoy what I'm eating. As long right. as I don't, you're you know, not, flip the other way around. If if you're, I mean, like, mm-hmm. if, you're eating, right, if you're eating rice cakes and tofu, you're not going to be happy, right? So you oh, got to no. have a little something. I mean, like even even when I was on, on my diet, well, I tried. To, I I wanted to be 115 pounds. I went down to 112. I had to gain had to gain pounds back. I had no boobs, no bum, no hips, no nothing. Okay, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, and I have I I have somebody I live with who who works with fresh produce. So there oh. you go, uh, free produce. <laughs> right. produce. You yeah. you name it, anything I bloody well wanted, okay? I mean, like I learned a breakfast salad for crap's sakes, okay? You don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, like I've never you. I've never been a, a bad nasty ha- habit either. You know, I'm not impressed with well, my I COVID think... weight right now, but yeah, that's another. No. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's it for me. Is not being out as much. I did put on a mm. little bit. So I'm, and for me a little bit, I'm going like, oh my God, I put on eight pounds. I'm dying here. But, <laughs> oh, no, 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 but, uh, I put, no. <laughs> he will tell you like, what was, what was that? that More than that eight pounds. Said, so Steve, I was what, 43 at that point? I think wow. so, yeah. I think I was, I, I think I was 43 at that point. It was me and Mike Horning and, and Horning was pushing 40 at that point. And other than Hades mm-hmm. and Brubaker, we were the two best bodies on the show. Right. We were the two oldest yeah. guys yeah. on the show. Oh, really? Exactly. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Exactly. Why don't Why don't we get into okay. that, Tony? Tell us. Yeah, there is a pic. There, there is a picture in the description, folks. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go look at the picture. Um, <laughs> Tony, why don't you tell us how you got started in wrestling and uh, why you got started in wrestling? Oh yeah. I, oh so yeah. This and I know this will date you a little bit. And and I don't think Sean will even know what I'm talking about when I when I say this. Steve will know, but my my uncle was babysitting me when I was a kid, and he turned on the cable box, which just had a dial with two channels on it. <laughs> yep. And uh, yep. And there was a match between Iceman King Carson and Garvin. Oh. Which Garvin? Oh, and, there you go. World and that, class. That just World hooked, class. 
Yeah, yeah Jimmy with with uh with uh Sonny. Yeah, back in the day when the yet. child was the remote, okay? We got smacked on the head and you and, <laughs> no, and you no, called over you, you, been, you called across been. the you know, I was the remote okay? you. and you had to call it hold on. Wait, you have to crawl across the, the carpet and change the channel. And the reason why you have to crawl is because if you got in the way, oh my God, get the remote thrown out of your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Baby, I All like right. Um, that was that was precious, Tony. That was Jimmy. Precious. That's what I, I I don't know why I, I was saying Sonny. I, I know it wasn't Sonny. Yeah, I gotta say, I never told yeah. you this one. I actually, before I broke this business, I met them. In Naperville, oh, story time. at a uh, video at the video store reopening. Um, in fact, it was actually the uh, week that they had announced uh, that Gino Hernandez had died, and um, mm. Jimmy was finishing up with uh, with Burn Ganya AWA, and had already started uh, with um, world with uh, World Championship Wrestling, working for Arn Anderson. That. Oh, but yeah, that was that, super, that, that super was the match deep. that hooked me. It was Iceman King Parsons mm. who hooked me. That was the guy who brought oh, me yeah. to wrestling. Awesome. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not a big guy. I'm a cruiserweight, so I never thought I could ever do this. I was just a fan for a long time. And then, um, yep. I, I graduated high school in '92, and I kind of fell out of wrestling because that's when they hit that new generation. And I was, you know, I was becoming a young adult. I was 18. I was like, eh, I'm not into this campy stuff. But then um, right. I got back into it in the late 90s. You know, I saw guys like, you know, obviously the Hardys are big, but compared to what I was used to seeing, they're not that big. You know, uh, I'm right. used to Hulk Hogan's and stuff like that. So the Hardys, yeah, they're big guys, but not as big. And then I saw Ray Mysterio's, Billy Kidman's. I'm like, okay, I've got to find, you know, and I started calling around looking for schools. The funny thing is the first school yeah, I found Ray, was Ray. Sam. But that was so far away, you know, for me at that moment in time. And then the second school I found was LWF. Funny thing is, Machine was the guy who answered the phone. And <laughs> years later, Machine, Machine's like, it's a good thing you didn't come to that school. He goes, I would have just taken your money and ran you and made you puke and sent you home. And you wouldn't have learned anything. <laughs> and, then, um, and then it was PCW is where I ended up. Right. With Sonny and uh, Burke. And Rick Rocket and Knight and all those guys. That's where I ended up. And yeah. then I ended up getting uh, secondary training. I don't like to say retraining, but polishing, I guess, from Eric Priest. Okay. Ah, the good old and underwear then, model, Eric Priest. Underwear and then, model, I mean, you say? Steve knows almost everything right from there because I think I did that Powerhouse Comic Con almost right after I started with PCW. And then from there, Steve was like yep. part of my career from that point on. Right, right. Now, um, and yep. we'll get to that, but Eric Fries, uh, for those who don't know, is probably, um, he was still wrestling here a couple of years ago. I don't know if he's going to be coming back when COVID goes away or not. Um, I know he was working for DDS and Kaiju, um, but um, very, very good ta- good talent, very good hands, um, very yeah. talented. PCW for what they were, um, man. You know what? You got to give PCW credit where it was due, and even LWF. Um, there was a time in history in, in in Illinois that those companies meant something to people, and it's because of those companies that other companies blossomed 
out of a power, uh, out of a PCW Chicago, out of an LWS, and a lot of those guys went on to have careers other places like Tony did that um, flourished in their own right. You know, guys like Acid Machine came down here to South Peru and had a career for RCW. So, um, right. Yeah. yeah. Then there was this. Then there was this guy Phil Brooks. I wonder whatever happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, like, I, I ended up, you know, for for my breakout, I don't break out whatever you want to call it. It was me and Horning. We got on the road together. Yeah. And and Steve will tell you, it's like, um, I don't want to say either of us was a really good worker at all. You know, we were good, but we weren't great. But we had such good chemistry together that mm-hmm. we'd go anywhere, and people were like, "Okay, we're putting you two in the ring." Well, and that's what it was with us because I knew I knew after seeing you guys, uh, Steve saw you guys way before I ever did. But my first exposure to you, I think, was either one of the Total Rec shows that Tim Lyle did in Streeter, or uh, one of the shows he did in Streeter around there. And I, I, did I do went a couple my, of RCWs way way back. And I attended all of those. And it's funny that I don't remember you. I remember almost everybody, but that was you know remembering worked, everybody uh, and then the chair shot. <laughs> I worked Poison Apollo Star. Uh, I remember Apollo, so yeah. I mean, yeah, there, that was a lot of good stuff um, that a, a lot of people have not seen. People ask me, you know, hey, I want to go watch classic footage from the Illinois Valley. Go on Smart Mark, get a VCR, and order some of the old RCW tapes because you're not going to find footage like that today. Um, it was a different time in wrestling. 2002 to 2005 is what I call my golden years of wrestling. Um, because I got to see a lot of good talent, and I got to see a lot of good wrestling. Um, 2006 to 2007, the business changed a little bit, and that's when guys started to get signed, and, and we noticed the change in momentum in the indie. Um, well, that, go ahead, Tony. I'll tell you, during those years, during those years, me and Horning took a lot of grief because we were the new school before there was new school. Well, we and were I, doing. I, um, I remember you telling we me a story about somebody that worked at uh, Powerhouse with you that did not did not like you and Horning one bit. Did not understand what. Well, it's not he didn't like us Horning. personally. He didn't like the cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't that he had yeah. anything against us personally. It's just he didn't like cruiserweights, and he didn't feel like we we. He felt like cruiserweights and midgets were the same thing. Your side show attraction oh was hard. Oh my. And, um, and so it became me and Horning like guys like us. We were doing the new school wrestling before there was new school wrestling, so we'd get out of the ring and promoters would yell at us. Oh, you know, you, what why? are you doing? You're, why? You're, you're tearing down the house. Why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. That's what we want to do. Well, because you're taking away from now. You're taking away from, from their, their bigger names. You, yep. Well, no, you're taking away from their main event that is not going to be as exciting as what your match was, and that's what it all boils down to. You're well, taking and away that's, from that that's the whole event. thing. That's the whole thing that everybody seems to forget. The, the high flying of the cruiserweight, okay? That's what I experienced anyways. You know, the cruiserweights are always exciting. Yeah. Always, always exciting. Yeah. You know, the, well, like, Sean you can't, knows it you want to tell him to tone flying. it down? Oh, my God. It, it wasn't I know that, flying. too. Like, at, at your show, Sean, I got my – I did that thing where I accidentally got my boot caught in the, the, the rope, but we ran with it. Do you remember right. that? Yes. Where we, we twisted the ropes like Andre used to do with his arms, but I got my boot right. caught and I was hanging upside down like oh, that. Oh, damn. And I was like, and the funny thing is, I started using that. After that happened, I started doing it in matches. Because it's a cool spot. We're just like, okay, we're just going to run with this. We're just doing stupid things. I'm hanging upside down out of the ring. 
with the, right. the top and middle rope inverted and my leg is clamped between them, you know, right behind oh, my nice hard boot. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't hurting. And here's Horning. He just, you know, he plays right off of it right away. And it's just cool stuff like that. And like I said, in the first couple of years of us working, people were not happy with our style. Well, and I'll go back to even further. 2007, you worked for my brother wow. in, uh, in Sterling because uh, we did two shows in Sterling. We did the one in 2007 and the one in 2012. The one in 2012 is the one that's getting a lot of notoriety right now. That's subject for another day. But uh, the one in 2007, we had to send you back out to the ring because we had a group of guys from NCW that we had brought up that we wanted to give some time to and really make people aware of, like CJ Sparza and uh, Brett Kiki and guys like that. Funny where those guys are now, but in 2007, nobody knew who those guys were. Very few people know who those were. If you were going to SCW right. in uh, the Quad Cities, you knew who they were. If you were going to NCW in Peoria, you knew who they were. Besides that, you didn't know who they were. Um, so we had to send Tony back out there because Gabe told these guys, hard time limit. And they're going, and they're going, and they're going, and my brother's, like, freaking out in the back, and I'm like, he's like, what can I do? I said, send Rican out there. Rican will have him take it home real quick, and that's exactly what we did. It was either, it was either me or a couple of the heavyweights. You know, I could get them out there without shooting on anybody. The heavyweights were ready to shoot and clear the ring. Yeah, and when, yeah. And when you have Willie and uh, Trauma on the show ready to clear the ring because you're dipping into their time, it's not a good thing. Mm-mm. Right. No. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so where did you, well, uh, that, now you right there guys 600 pounds of <laughs> raw meat and they would do what they had to do to end a match you know, oh, I've, too long. I've, I've seen it I've seen it happen uh, <laughs> now Tony you, you became a big part of Powerhouse You and Horning wrestled for the Cruiserweight Cup which was the idea of Toby Hope um, Toby Hope is no longer with wrestling. It's a shame because he was somebody that did a lot of good booking, not only with Powerhouse, but with Blitz that did not get a lot of credit for his ideas and bringing a new generation of talent to the forefront, which is what he did with Powerhouse. And you, with at, at that Cruiser Cup, he wanted to switch the, because the crowd reaction, wanted to switch the finish to that final. Do you remember that? Scene? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, the injury oh God, angle? yes. I mean, because when you came, because when you came out, supposedly seriously injured and that and the crowd started going cuckoo for cocoa puffs toby toby gets my ear i knelt down and he goes oh my god i feel so bad i should have changed this and let him have it now i mean i mean i mean seriously it's the first it's the first time as a booker i had i had my other booker sit there and go Oh God! I screwed up. I should have let. I should have switched this around. He didn't. He just did so not Sean realize Cam. the kind of sympathy that you were going to draw for Cuff so being Katie, so, so brave. So what happened yeah, is ahead, it was a like a three or four round tournament. I yes. can't remember, and it was one night. And so the first round was against Lethal Lee, and Lee attacked yep. my ankle, so I won, but I was limping a little bit. Second right. round, I want to say, was against Chris Black, and he went after my ankle because I was already limping. And I ended up going right. over in that one, too, but it was to the point where I couldn't walk when we got out of the ring. So it was announced that the three-way was now going to be you know, a singles match, and I wasn't going to be able to make it. And then, you know, five minutes in the yeah. match, it was I come hobbling out with my boot, like, uh, off. 
Right. Who was who was it with Hurley yeah. in that? I can't remember now. Was, I want to say it was Remy Reigns. I think you're no. right. I think it was Remy. Was it Remy? I don't know who it was, but I remember I came out with my yeah. boot off, like my boot off, and you know, ankle all done up. You know, not even the sock on, and I'm coming, barely putting pressure on the leg, and the crowd was just like, "Oh, this is what we want." And you know, I came out house of fire and did a few minutes, but then I was, you know, I was eliminated. But that's what, like, yeah, I know Toby. Like, Toby was just like, we should have changed this. It shouldn't have, you know, the way he came out, the crowd. Oh, like, well, oh and, my God! Like I say, and that it was it was match- unbelievable. I wish I had a recording of that because, I mean, seriously, Tony, when when you came out, the reaction of the people was like, oh my God! It was it was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Sounds like this it was is- an awesome pop. That's the way wrestling is supposed well. to be. Now, uh, Tony and Matt, uh, Tony's match with Mike Horning uh, went on a lot of places. It went on in uh, Powerhouse. It went on in HCWA Midwest for a couple, I believe, one or two shows. Um, I know I worked with you and Horning in Spring Valley. They did it over there uh, the night that I did that main event against Beef. Um, I know we brought it to RWF because – and we were going to bring it to RWF more than once. What a lot of people don't realize is in 2011, we were supposed to bring that match to uh, Streeter. And um, I brought it to Sterling because I knew it would be a good match. People don't understand. It's more uh, when you book wrestling, and we're going to get, transition over to, into this with you, Tony. Um, when you're booking wrestling, it's more about two guys that may have a good match together or look the same. You want two guys, if you've got promoters that are telling you, hey, Horning and Rican can really tear it up if you put them on that card together, then that's what you have to do. You have to find matches that are going to make you money. And Tony has right. been a booker with several promotions, um, but the one that we want to start with is Blitz, because you took Blitz, you took Tony Scarpone's Blitz, uh, who Toby Hope was helping with, and you came in and helped with. They were on one level, and they were doing really well, but you took them to that next level, and it's like you... You found the glass ceiling and just shattered it for them. Talk to us a little bit about that. So um, if you guys remember Vision, Vision was booking when I got to Bliss. And um, so what happened is I brought Toby in because they asked me to start putting, you know, doing some promotional stuff. And I started doing the posters. And when they rebranded from Underground Wrestling to Blitz, I was the guy who came up with the name Pro Wrestling Blitz and just using the word just Blitz, you know, doing the whole mm-hmm. rebranding. He wanted to do more underground stuff. I said, everybody's underground. Everybody's underground. Everybody's dirty. Everybody's dingy. Everybody's grimy. So if you want to stand out, be sterling. Be the shiny one. Be the, you know, I don't mean clean as yeah. a clean product like nice guys, but if everybody's got a skull and sewers and dirt, have a nice, cream, crisp, uh, crisp metallic logo, something that pops, because then you're going to stand out. You know, because if everybody's doing underground mm-hmm. music, then polished studio music is the thing you want to do to stand out, you know? And so at first, right. Scarpone hated the Blitz name. He hated it until he passed it by Jerry Lynn, and Jerry Lynn told him it was great, and then he ran with it. And so <laughs> it started with Hello, me Jerry. and Toby. <laughs> me and Toby and Brandon Blaze putting together me and Blaze's program. We had a short program. That um, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but it ended in the Franz Bring the Weapons match where my nose got broken like 10 seconds in. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Okay, and yeah, I remember that. 
I mean, it was a great match. Um, Blaze Other than your nose exploded everywhere. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. I mean, it, 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 like, the garbage can spun wrong, so I couldn't, you know, post up for it right, and it smashed me right in the nose. Oh, shit. And I, and I dropped, you know, and he came over. I said, give me two minutes, and then we went 20 minutes after that in a, in a hardcore fans bring the weapons match. But it was after oh, that, oh. the crowd got so into it. And, you know, uh, so I'm going to ask you because I hear idea. about these hard, I hear about these hardcore weapons match all the time. Audience bring the weapons. What kind of things did they bring? I hear about this all the so time. We had, I'll tell you the thing that hurt the most was a guitar hero guitar. He's those things oh. are made sturdy, and he broke it over my back. He actually hit me in the kidney. But, Ow! Oh shit! Um, we had we had um, we had a brick. We had. Uh, oh, broken brick. glass and lemon juice. We had, you know, we, some things were just out there. Then we just had the normal things, kendo sticks. Uh, somebody brought light tubes, but we didn't want to use them in the, you know, in the hall no, there because it's know. such a small building. Um, stuff like that. No. And so it was, it was just because of that match. Tubes. It was because of that matching program that Sarpon asked, would me and Toby and Brandon like to start booking the wrestler cards? Because, uh, the programs up to that point is we're going to have this guy wrestle each other four times in a row. It's like, well, you don't want the same guys to wrestle four times in a row because then what's the difference on each show? Right. You know, so there's, our program got over so big. There's, there's a, such a thing as building a program and then just being repetitive. And that's, um, right. that's kind of where a lot of people are at is they want to shove the same shit down people's throats 20 million times. And it's like, look, this is how you do this. Okay, if you're going right. to have guy A and guy B fighting, then you need guy C and D that are also going to be fighting. Because then what you can do right. is you can cross paths and make a tag match at the second show, and then at the third show, they can face each other again because you had a stipulation. If the first time they face right. off I mean, the singles match, it ended in a DQ, then you come back with a no DQ match or a no, however, it, however the fuckery right. ended, you got to undo the fuckery. And that's what people don't understand with the psychology yeah. of booking today. So, and that's what took us from, um, you know, from one level to the next. And the funny thing is, is I was offered, my dream match at that point in time was to work X-Pac. And oh. I was offered X-Pac for that show. And I told him I can't work X-Pac. And was like, why can't you work X-Pac? I said, it doesn't make sense. I have to face Blaze in a hardcore match. And so... I, because it didn't make sense, I passed up on my dream match. <laughs> mm. So anybody that's listening, uh, if you want to book Tony Rican versus Xbox, he will re- come out of retirement for that yeah. one match. I don't know. You'd get two yeah. 47-year-old guys hobbling <laughs> around the ring. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure anybody wants that match. But it was like, <laughs> said, Sean, we, we went from there, and over the course of a year, we went from – about 125 draw to what our our big WrestleFest with Hardy drew seven or eight hundred. And this you was know, in so Joliet, we, Illinois, folks. So I mean, yeah. you got to remember Joliet, Illinois had a couple of promotions that ran there. I believe Acid Fan uh, Company. <laughs> I believe it was Elite Pro that it was called. Right. Is that Acid Fed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, they ran. They ran yeah, there know. for a while. Um, underground ran there I for think, a while. I don't. I think DBS might have been well, underground. Is, underground is blitz. Right. Underground right. became blitz. And I think D, uh, Ian was still occasionally running there at that time. Wow. So I mean, it's an yeah. area that's so, been run, 
But to have seven to 800 people there, that's unheard of. You don't. And people think that this is the thing that pisses me off with people that are promoting today or getting into promoting. They think that happens overnight. It took you guys almost a year and a half to get to that number. It does not happen overnight. And it doesn't happen without any legwork. I mean, my God, you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys were doing television ads for the names that you were bringing in. Because I know Scarpone Scarpone had actually gotten ads at the little second-run movie theaters. You know those uh, the the slides they show before a movie. Blitz right, actually had right. slides in all the movie theaters. Smart so, idea. You know, um, he had that. He had um, he had expressway billboards. He had some uh, some commercials running, and you know stuff like that. And so he did he did a lot of the business and and promoting end. And he pretty much gave us a book and said he just wants to approve it because it's his promotion. You know. Right. Don't do just what you want. You know, I got to right. see it. So we even had to, we had, God, what was it? It was one of the shows we had a full card pack for, a, you know, a Friday night in December, and it ended up snowing, and that's where we ended up creating the King of Juliet because only like eight guys showed up, eight workers. Right. So we created a tournament mm-hmm. that ended up becoming an annual tournament, the King of Juliet. Well, and that's just it. And uh, one of the biggest uh, – moments that I, I ever remember seeing with Blitz. Um, and it was right r- very short before his pa- short time before his passing. But one of the, and I don't know if you were there for this, but one of the moments with Blitz that I remember about that company is Buddy Roberts being managed by Paul Bear. And um, that... Buddy Roberts was just starting as I was leaving to go to a different company. Um, I still became, you know, I still became good friends with uh, Buddy, but that was like, mm-hmm. he was there. I booked him over the summer to some festivals, and then, then after that fall, I switched companies. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, that was, and they drew gig for Paul Bear being there because the pop that Buddy got when he came out with Paul Bear, like, holy moly, where, you know, I had to, you know, I had to turn my speakers down a little bit. I was like, damn. <laughs> It's like you don't get pops like that every all the time anymore. It's hard. It's, and um, we know that you have worked with other companies. We'll get to where you're at now. Um, talk to us a little bit about your brief run with Greenwave Wrestling. So when I left Blitz, uh, Jay Rep hit me up and asked me if I wanted to come in. And I just, I mean, I did some lower card stuff. You know, BC had his guys already. It was nothing big. I came in. I think I did a handful, maybe six or seven shows. And it was actually, I think, Ali was in charge of bringing the talent in, so he wanted to make sure I was on the shows. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, it was a very short run there. It wasn't anything bad or anything. It's just one of the times I went down there, you know, I was told I was on the show, and they didn't, they didn't have anything for me, so I got mad, but me and Jay made up. You know, it wasn't like a, yeah, I hate you for everything. It was just like, I was like, well, I drove an hour and a half to come down here, and there's you got nothing for me. So he ended up putting me in a bachelor party skit. And like, ah. <laughs> well, we always know, we always know that Rican does not mind showing off his body. That's, that's been a thing, the Rican thing for many, many years. <laughs> um, oh, I remember, God. I'll never remember. I'll never forget. Uh, I had a friend that, you know, and uh, Steve kind of knows too, that was at the 2012 show when you came out. And you came, uh, um, 
you came out to LMAFOs and sexy and I know it. She goes, she looked at you and she goes, I'm going to call you hot stuff. You're going to be hot stuff all <laughs> night. And the funny thing about this is this woman stands in at probably a legitimate seven foot tall. So you've got Rekin that is under six foot and her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, in fact, in fact, in fact, it was after that that you took hot stuff as a as a per, as a permanent part of your name, as I as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> I I've used a lot of little monitors. I, I like because. Steve remembers when I started, I had the rip away pants. And I did the whole stripper gimmick. <laughs> yep. I remember. Yep. You, you had God, tear yeah. off pants. You had tear off pants. Yes. yes. Oh I, I had God. actual dress pants. They weren't like um, they weren't like uh, you know like sweats or basketball pants. Yeah. Pants. So like I actually Cesaro. went with a pair of. I actually went with a pair of like dress pants to a tailor. Had them cut them down the seams and put Velcro on the seams. And you know the tailor's oh, like, what, 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 what am I doing? So yeah, so it was. You're I, doing I as I asked you. Jacket, you know, I came out with a suit jacket and those pants on and a rose in my teeth. I have a picture. Yep. I have that picture somewhere. I've got to find it. Yep. But I do have that picture. I want to see it. Early, early Latin lover stuff. Oh God, yes. I want to see it. I want to see it. I'll get it for and, you, Katie. I'm um, <laughs> you know, sure there's no video. Uh, well, I'll have to find video for you later, but, um, I know that it's probably out there somewhere. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to, uh, be a girl for a minute. Sounds hot. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where did that picture go? I just saw it. I know. I just saw it. I'll, I will find it before the end of the night. Yeah, I know you uh, will. I know you you will. But then, uh, you know, Sean, after... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, you know, oh, after that, we, you, 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 you went know, to AAW. AAW. Right. And I was, uh, I was a booker there for a little bit, but I stepped back from booking, and now I just run the front end. I'm more of the, you know, I'm the public-facing one. If the customers need, you know, customers, if the fans need anything, I'm the guy the fans hit up. I take care of everything on the front end. I handle, you know, all the seating, you know, um, help with production and ven- venue setup, stuff like that. And I've been doing, I reti- I quote unquote retired from AAW, but that's what I've been doing since. So what's that? Eight years now? Nine years I've been with AAW. Yeah, I think so. Because I I, I stopped wrestling in '04 because that was my uh, not '04 uh, '14 because that would have been my 40th yeah. birthday. And then I did the one match for Horning's retirement. Right, right. And that was a few years after my birthday. So, but it, from there, since it's been behind the scenes, uh, doing a lot of. Like I said, I started out booking, but I moved over to for a while. I was helping Danny with his books because AAW was making so much money, he had to keep track of things for tax purposes. You know, because mm-hmm. the thing is, to the government, it looks like he's making a million dollars, not spending any. You know, because all the boys want cash, so the government doesn't right. see how much you're spending on a show. Right. Yeah. So it's like I helped pull together. And then it became from there because of everything going on with uh, when I started doing Average Guy Gourmet, Anthony's football, Anthony's wrestling work, I was like, okay, I need to pull back from and do uh, have less responsibilities. So I just became the front end guy, which is a lot easier because most of the stuff I can do via 
the internet, you know, dealing with fans and helping and, and setting tickets up and stuff like that. And then the day of the show, if I go there, set the venue, make sure the seating's all right, and, you know, just babyface everybody. Right, right, I was right. never a heel. I was never, ever a heel. Well, and that's the no, – I, mean, I don't think you ever could have been. No, I don't think so. But you're a cutie potato. <laughs> that's that's what my wife yeah, said. Is it's, I saw it's the, the smile I have, the smirk I have in the ring. I just have a smirk that doesn't allow me to be a heel. Well, the the funny and thing you is, look at your, it's it's not okay. You got you got the smirk. Um, the the one he did to me. Yeah, you do have a smirk upon your lips, and yeah, your eyes. You got that. If your if if your mouth was open, it'd be a shit eating grin. <laughs> it would um, be. The, totally. the funny thing, the funny thing, Katie, is his wife's name is Katie. It, his wife is what? I'm sorry. His wife's it's name Katie. is Katie. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. They call me Kate. <laughs> yeah. Normally. She's eyeballing so, yeah. you. Yeah. She's eyeballing you right now, wondering why I'm saying her name. <laughs> sorry, darling. Hi, Katie. Um, it's my, it's my, but it, it is my full name, one of, Katie. <laughs> one of the, one of the co-hosts' name is Katie. Katie. One of the hosts, so yeah, um, and it's not short now, for nothing. <laughs> now uh, that's the same with her. Hers isn't short for anything. It's Katie. Really, 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 really. Yes. <gasps> yes. Did, does she spell it with an I E? Yes. God, that she spells it right. Good girl. <laughs> this E Y crap is getting is getting on my nerves. Okay, and the C A T Y and oh, it's just like go away. <laughs> um, Tony, talk to us about you've worked for some uh, really shitty promoters out there, and obviously there's some that you and I could talk sit here and talk about all night. But talk to us about some of the shittiest situations that you got yourself into wrestling. So I've got I asked I got asked to do a show out in the Quad Cities, right? And I was like, okay, the guy met my price. The guy, no, the guy met my price. So I drive out there and I'm looking for this address. And this is back when you had to print out directions or have a map book. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like I could just look up what this place was. So I'm driving and I'm looking at these directions and I turn into a residential area. And I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? And I'm driving. And also, I see cars parked all up and down the street, and it's a house. Oh my God! House. Oh, good Lord. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, kind of, what's going on here? And it's a backyard show. Wow. And so the oh. guy was a fan of SCW and saw me on an SCW show, is what it was. <laughs> so he booked me, and I was just like, I can't believe this. So I said, and he had, are you ready for this? He had a ten by ten. So the ring was Oh, tiny. seriously? Oh, yeah. my God. Really? So I'm like, oh, God. So I'm like, I, at least I made a good, a good amount of money for this. I'm like, well, I'm not selling any gimmicks. This is a backyard show. So I didn't even get my gear on. I just put my knee pads under my, my jeans. <laughs> Shit. And I was like, screw this. And so the guy, like, the guy I'm wrestling, it's a backyard show with 10 people there. The guy I'm, I'm working goes to push me in the corner. He goes to chop me. I said, you get one. You do it again. I swear to God. So what does he do? <laughs> he chops me again. So I drop, you know, I'm in the corner. I drop to my rear, and I give him an uppercut right between the legs. <laughs> oh, my. God. Uh, like, I'm not oh getting my. chopped here. This is not a thing that's happening. No, not now. <laughs> um, 
I told you about working for Moondog, Moondog Spots, Fed, right? No, you never told me about working for Moondog no. Spots. Story time. Well, it wasn't Moondog Spots anymore because he had he had passed at that point. It was the Fed he had created. And it was still his building. It was the building that he ran in because they had their own building and everything. And right. I lied when I said I was never a heel. I was a heel down there because it was in Osceola, Arkansas. So they had booked me and Mike Henning okay. as a babyface, uh, not a babyface, a heel tag team. And they told, they said, okay, your name's Tony Rican, you're from Spain. I said, well, I'm thinking, how does that work? Puerto Rican's right in my name. And they're like, well, nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to know. Nobody, you know. Nobody down here knows the difference. So I was like, okay. And Mike Horning, even though it said Mike Horning on his gear, they said, you're, you're from Poland. He's like, okay, I'm Mike Polska. What? And so we were, Europe, we were European, and we did the whole, you know, we're European dirty Americans, you know. So oh, Mike comes out, he's yelling oh. at the crowd. Mike's yelling at the crowd, and so I'm in the ring, and he's out of the ring, and somebody says something, and I'm like, I yell back, I'm like, you only got seven teeth. And the guy's like, I don't got seven teeth. I said, no, I mean, the whole crowd's only got seven teeth. And so this old lady in a wheelchair, this old lady in a oh wheelchair that back to you gets up and kicks Mike. Oh, and so he scampers in the ring. So we get done with our match or whatever, and this is one of those fed teeth that they had a separate entrance for babies and heels, so it looks like you're in separate lockers. Mm-hmm. That's how old school okay. it was. So me and Mike go yeah. in the back. We're getting our gear together. The show's over. We get our payday, and me and Mike are getting ready to leave. And the guy goes, "You can't leave." We're like, "What do you mean we can't leave?" He turns on the monitor. Leave. He goes, "He goes see all those people out there. They're waiting for the heels to come out." <laughs> and we're like, "What are you talking about?" Steve knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, oh, oh yeah, the, 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 the heels couldn't I leave don't. with the fans for this. So, well, the fans legitimately yep. hated the heels. Because we went over and we injured a couple of their top babyface tag team. And so they wanted All to get right. their hands on us and a few other heels. Because they still oh believe it was real. So the promoter goes into mm-hmm. a fridge, brings out a couple cases of beer, and then goes into the other room. He goes, the pizza arrived during the last man, you know, during the main event. He goes, so all the heels are sitting in the locker room eating pizza, drinking beer, waiting for the fans to disperse. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I can, I can see that. I can see that. So, so hey, man, so, I would have to hey, hey, you know what? You know what? So, oh, God, sounds sounds like a Friday night yep. in Toronto. That's all I got to say. <laughs> or Steve, I worked for George South. Uh, oh, so man. Me and Horning, oh, again, yeah. me and Horning. And we're down there, and George South goes, okay, you guys are going to open up the show. We're like, okay. So he asked, who's the baby, who's the heel? I said, I'm the baby. And George South looks at me, looks at Horning, looks at me. Looks at Horning. He's like, are you sure? He's running the South, and I'm a Hispanic guy, and Horning's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. So he's like, are you <laughs> sure you're the baby face? And the white kid's not. So that was a fun one, too. Oh, Lordy. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, George was, George was definitely old, old school, that's for sure. I mean, my gosh. Uh, I remember, I remember he, his he didn't, days of job. He didn't give Georgia us a time limit. Champ. He did not give us a time limit on our match. So what he did wow. is he said, he says, Beatty goes over and we'll give you the signal. And so me and Mike are doing our, you know, a Chicago style match down in the South. And we're going, we're going, we're going, we're expecting seven minutes. We're 20 minutes into this thing. We're gassed, but we're still going full balls to the wall. George South gets up, at, he's sitting at the gimmick table in the back of the room, gets up and yells, I don't know what words I can say. So he said, he gets up and yells, GD, take this home, you MFers. Wow. Right in, the of, right in the middle of the show. 
so me and Mike are like, okay, I guess that's the Iggy. Let's take it home. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Now, that's funny because, especially because uh, George South has later on, Bill became one of those hardcore Christian guys and that. And I'm not knocking that because obviously I am one myself, but, uh, you know, wow to, to know that George South was saying stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The what? name of his company was Exodus Pro. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. Yep. Uh, well, um, Tony has been helping promoters that come to him for advice, and I've always thought that Tony um, is not – I give him credit for booking, yes, but he's also – ain't nobody asked you to understand that. Quit listening to my damn conversation, you damn government. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> damn cell phone's trying to pick up everything. Damn. Um, but, you know, the thing about it is this. You can't have people that are unwilling to learn, and that's what the wrestling business is full of, at least in uh, Steve and I's opinion and even Katie's in doing this show the last seven years, is – there's an unwillingness from some people to not want to learn to adapt. And you even dealt with this with me, Tony, for the time that you've known me. We've been dealing with each other uh, <laughs> nine years now. So, I mean, I, I get it. But I've tried to grow and adapt where some of these people just get stuck and, and there's, no, there's, no, um, there's no persuading them. And like with you, with me no, – they want the, the advice to be, you're right. You're doing it the right way. The world is wrong. That's what they want you to say. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, no, you're not doing it right. Right. Like, yeah. one of the things that Tony taught me on the last show that I tried to produce, and everybody knows that story, we won't go on to that, but he got me sold on the Facebook advertising, the paid Facebook advertising. Let me tell you something. Anybody that thinks that, that shit don't work, talk to Tony Rican. He can prove to you it works. Give give him spend $150 on one of those ads and see what it does for your company or your next event. Um, obviously, you don't want to be spending thing that about right. Facebook ads is you can change them live as they go, and you can see what type of return rate you're getting. Like I know TV is seen by a lot of people, but you don't know what your yeah. actual uh, your actual impressions are, what the return rate is, what the conversion rate is. Whereas Facebook ads and different things like that, you do know the exact conversion rate. You know how much you're spending per person who saw your ad at any given time. And you can adjust, wow. you know, keywords, things like this live as you go. So like I was telling Sean, if you're spending over 10 cents an impression, you're spending too much money. So you adjust the ad to get it to below that 10 cent per, was that what it was? 10 cents, I think was our goal at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and th- but the thing about it is this. Everybody's like, well, TV, TV, TV. Okay, back when I was running, TV was great because you, you didn't have that many to choose from. But now you have AEW. Well, let's break this down. You have three hours of Raw. You have two hours of SmackDown, so that's five hours. You have another two hours of NXT, that's seven hours. And you have two hours of AEW. That's nine hours yeah. of television. That she and two yeah. hours and plus of impact. impact. Yeah. Trust so me, I that's know. eleven. I have to watch twelve it all. if you twelve if you count MLW. MLW. No, I don't watch that. Um, <laughs> but out of those twelve hours or so, you've got nine that it, what I would consider prime market, which are your AEW and your WWE, your free WWE shows. 
Yeah. But I'm going to worry, though, about people who are watching it on DVR and actually, are they seeing your commercials? Or are they getting skipped? Right. Or are they watching it on some service like Hulu with no commercials? Well, and we talked about this the other day. Hulu is getting ready to roll out their own ad streaming uh, campaign type deal that you can do with them. But it's not going to be cheap. They've got a five, I believe it's $500 minimum to spend with them. If you're a promotion that has that, great. But if you're not, it's not going to work for you. So you have to find other ways that it's going to be an advantage for you to advertise. Because if you don't, uh, you know, there's, there are promoters out there that think we can, we can put up flyers and we can put it on Facebook and that's all we need to do. No. Now, I'll never, I'll never say no. don't do a grassroots promotion. I will never say don't post or don't flyer. Because the reason PCW drew 1,500 people for Dream Night is they spent days upon days upon days upon weeks flyering cars at every freaking mall. They well, would go that, out and, mm-hmm. I mean, they would hit thousands upon thousands of, you know, so I'll never say don't grassroot it because that's going to be your cheapest, easiest way to hit a lot of people. Right. But yeah. You have to be able to be, go above and beyond just grassrooting because if right. you're not, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's right. where don't a lot of these... limit yourself to the, Yeah, don't right. limit yourself to that, but don't discount it too. Um, if you could book a card with anybody on it right now, who are some of the hottest prospects in your mind on the independence today? It, you know who, I, and I've seen this match once and only once, and I would book it again, is ACH and, uh, how do you say his name, Yehi? Oh, Fred wow. Ehi. Yes. Those two together, I've seen them once, and it was it was a thing of beauty. Like, uh, and I know the guy's not available, but the other match I would love to book, and, and this is taking one guy away from WWE, is Cedric Alexander versus Zack Sabre Jr. That would be incredible. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. That would be deadly. That would be deadly. So um, it, it's things that, you know, and obviously I'm a Kingston fan. Um, Eddie is my guy. I've loved Eddie. We, you know, me and him BS. He actually, you know, Puerto Rican cookbook, he actually got a copy and was putting it all over his Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> mm. um, I met Eddie years oh, ago. Uh, it must have been 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. Uh, uh, no Limits was running Muscatine, and they did a thing. It was him and Ian in a I Quit Steel Cage match. It was the first one of those I ever saw, and it was very interesting. I was like, how in the hell does this work? You, you're in a cage. Was that, was that the Evils running it? Yes. Yes, it was the Evil Brothers. I did a couple of shows for the Evils. That they was the ran, first time I met Styles. They ran – a damn good promotion um, for the, the little bit of time that they were open. That, all the time. Ain't nobody. They were, they, there were, um, they, those were some damn good shows. I went to quite a few of those and they were damn good. Um, they were really good. I, um, the one that I went out, the first one of theirs that I went to, it was supposed to be punk versus Styles, and Styles didn't make his flight. So it ended up being Eric Cannon versus punk. I believe in a two out of three falls match, and that was like that. That turned me really. On, Go ahead. The one I was on had Styles. It Styles was there. I remember him being there. It was a big. The building was huge. It was like a rec center or something like that. And that was right. like a four way tag match. That was my mm. first show for them. 
that's the problem is I've done so many shows they blend together and it becomes hard to remember <laughs> which show was whose and <laughs> right. <laughs> they ran now, and, now, and okay, all right, and now people know how I feel about seven years of this podcast. Like right. they, you, they, you can't tell like which it, show something was on. You know it happened. It's 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 not just that, but they the boys expect me to remember everybody we've interviewed. <laughs> especially especially when they start getting T V time. Oh, our good friend and I'll be just like have what? <laughs> yeah, so th- we'll be we'll be in our host chat and they'll bring somebody up that we've interviewed and they'll be like, Who? They'll be like, <laughs> Oh, not again. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember everybody. I've, I've, I I, don't even want, uh, can we even put a number on it? Like, it's, <laughs> how many you've forgotten? Uh, no, <laughs> how many people I've actually, yeah, how many people I've actually spoken to? I don't, I want to say it's more than 500. All right. Well, I want this, to say that. This is the time where, uh, Tony, all you have to do is hang up and call the number back. Katie, same thing for you. Okay. It's oh, time for our God, break, no. And we will be it. right back. We will be right back for more of Wrestling Authority Radio, Wrestling with Nutrition with our special guest, Tony Freakin' Reakin. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
chapter from OneWrestling.com with several of my friends. Sir, what you going to do, brother, when PWR Slam on the Graveyard Network runs wild under... Wait a second, you can't say that. Sorry, this is Bill After, but wait a second, it's the dream. You talking about PWR Slam on the Graveyard... Funker, come here. I don't want to talk if we're on PWR Slam After. Come here. I was just trying to say this, Bill After, from OneWrestling.com, and I'm proud to be here at PWR Slam on the great. All right, and we are back. Well, we are back. We are uh, back. I love Mr. Bill. I do. I, I am Sinistic Sean David. I'd like to welcome everybody back into the ER. This is Wrestling Authority Radio, Wrestling with Nutrition, live on the Evolution Radio Network, exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. A proud presentation of Rampage Productions. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host once again, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. And the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. And we are back with our guest. He is Tony Freakin' Rican. Rican. I don't know why Ricolo did that in your announcement. I was watching some of that footage back the other day, and I was like, why did he say Rican twice? It's not like he's Kennedy or anything. Jeez. Or I, I, I do oh. not know. It was it was his thing. Is it? It's a cool name. You yeah. like to say it? So like the way my name rolls off his tongue. I don't, I don't know. I can't roll my Who's R's right it? now. He can't. He can't roll. You can't even roll your R's. So don't even go there. He thinks he's all he goes so out of it, people. Okay, like Jesus. <laughs> Tony, you have um, kind of transitioned out of wrestling into some new projects. Um, I don't know that you ever imagined that it would get this big. I know when you first started to become a YouTube sensation, um, we talked, and you were doing a lot of different recipes that – I guess everybody could do because, you know, I'm not the most um, gracious in the kitchen, but there's a lot of recipes that you have sent me. I am doing your ribs within the next week. Oh, I can. uh, Thanks to Tony Rican, I am learning how to cook. And uh, he gave me a recipe. That was the whole gimmick. um, The story I tell is when I started the the channel, I, I had to call my little brother before I started the cooking channel and ask him, hey, Dennis. Do you put butter on your toast before, uh, you know, for grilled cheese? Do you put butter on the bread before or after you put it in the toaster? Before. And my brother laughed at me for about an hour. And that's yeah. what, you know, I had to learn how to cook. And basically that's what the channel was. The channel was me learning how to cook at the same time I was showing you. And it turned into this whole, like, I basically said, hey, I'm the average guy. So if I can cook this, you can cook this. And that's kind of what the channel yeah. became. And um, mm-hmm. it took off because you uh, I was part of the inaugural Facebook video program where they started paying creators. They invited me to it. I didn't have to apply for it. Um, so Facebook actually paid for me and my family to take a Puerto Rican vacation. Um, I mean, they didn't pay specifically wow. for that, but, you know, the check. The check was enough that we're mm-hmm. like, okay, we're just going to Puerto Rico. Um, right. The, the first, you know, the, the, uh, the Easy Puerto Rican Cookbook, the publisher got a hold of me. and like, hey, we need an author for a Puerto Rican cookbook. Have you ever thought about doing one? Yes. Yes, I have. And so um, the check for that, my son turned 16, and I was able to, you know, I had enough money at that point where I was just able to buy him a car cash out for a 16th birthday. 
No. You know, mm. and it wasn't just like so. You know, um, so I've got what forty four thousand followers on Facebook, another twenty something, twenty one thousand on YouTube. Uh, I just got invited to a European app called Hideout TV, where I've just started loading oh, wow. videos on there. I think I got eighteen videos, but I'm making two dollars a day. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but right now with eight, only eighteen it videos, I'm making two dollars a day on on Hideout TV. So I'm like, okay, let's let's accelerate this a little bit and put more over there. You know, I get paid monthly from Facebook. I get paid monthly from YouTube. I get paid monthly from Google Ads. Um, you know, the the books. And then now I'm doing a series of books on my own, which are going to be like $2.250 e-cookbooks, where every other month I'm going to come out with a new e-cookbook that's only going to be a couple of bucks. And like you said, I never thought this is what it was going to be. I was like just playing with YouTube and learning algorithms and SEO and stuff, and all of a sudden, uh-huh. here I am. Mm. And now you are so, a published author. Good job, tell, us where, tell us where the cookbook is going oh, yeah. for a while. You were in the top three on Amazon of, of cookbooks for so quite a I've, while. I've remained, I've remained in the top ten in three categories of cooking. So Caribbean cooking, uh, Creole cooking, Cajun Creole cooking, oh, and Spanish oh, cooking. I'm constantly in the top oh. ten, you know, top five, top ten, depending on the day. I am always mm-hmm. in the top one percent of books on Amazon. You know, I rank right around the 10,000 mark, and there's over a million okay. books on Amazon, so that puts me in the top 1%. Uh, so I'm wow. in the top 1% of books, all books selling on Amazon. Um, you know, Sean knows in November, I flew out to Rochester, New York, and filmed the pilot for a sitcom. So it led That's going to be based know, on – it's going to uh, – are they going to uh, – now, are they going to dabble with the sitcom and your wrestling career a little bit, or is it just going to be strictly your cooking so, career? So it's going to be both. The, what, so basically, I own Tony Rican and I own Average Guy Gourmet. They own right. a sitcom. Apron, it's called Apron to Apron, you know, wrestling ring apron to... Oh, that's apron. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I, love, awesome. I love that. And so the concept is I'm a former pro wrestler who almost made it in New York but got injured. We never obviously say the name of the Fed because, you know, legal reasons. But, right. you know, we say New right. York, and everybody will know. And I got injured, so I became – I got a cooking channel show. And so that's – so if you think of Home Improvement, it's a sitcom about yeah, okay. a dad who has a show. Oh, that's so going to be so awesome. Doing, though, on cable access. On this – so on this, what we're doing is we're rolling straight from the sitcom into an actual cooking show. So we'll end it with me going to the studio and actually doing the cooking show. Oh, that's wow. cool. That's cool. That is, so, that, is, um, that is seriously, yeah. It's like really, really so, cool. So, yeah, they're, they're editing to the pilot together right now. There was a trailer. We've already done one film festival where they showed it. Um, a new startup sure. streaming service is interested in it. It's called Unravel TV. They want non-exclusive rights, which means we could still keep trying to sell it. Um. I say we okay. when it's the production company that would be selling. I just got to show up and look pretty. So, but you know, basically, <laughs> this is what it is. It's, it's a show about Tony Rican, his wife, and his two kids. So, and, you know, and I mean, this is the, seriously, folks, and this is why it's important. You know, Tony didn't think he was going to fall back on cooking. And, you know, when he got out of no. wrestling, he didn't go, hey, I'm going to fall back on cooking. Yeah. This became a hobby that became. Almost a career in aspects for him that's being well, that's able I'm, to I'm trying to push it to the point. I'm a data analyst by day, 
So I do a lot of coding and querying and numbers, and I'm trying to get mm-hmm. this to replace data and you know, but there's there's a big discrepancy in what each makes, so I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just say nothing. Now, talk to us about some of your favorite dishes from this first cookbook of yours. So the first cookbook is the Easy Puerto Rican Cookbook. Um, so it's it's. It says 100 Puerto Rican cook, uh, recipes, but one in there is not a Puerto Rican recipe. It just accents Puerto Rican recipes very well. But um, okay. there, so the, my favorite ones in there is this is a very American dish, even though it's Puerto Rican. When I describe, at first you'll be like, well, the name of it's Puerto Rican, but when I describe the dish, you're going to be like, okay, that's so American. It's called the Rieno okay, de we'll Papa. Give it to you. What it is, what it is, is it's a seasoned meat in like a, a tomato sauce. Then you put it in mashed potatoes and deep fry it. What kind of meat? I like. I mean, it's like, usually gr- you know, like, it's, it's usually ground beef. <laughs> uh, it's called picadillo, and I mean, it's got a lot of Puerto Rican seasonings, seasonings in it. But let's let's be honest, it's ground beef in a mashed potato deep fried. It doesn't get much more American than deep fried mashed potato. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, man, oh, yeah. you just you just no, you just said the magic word mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It ends up no, like you don't orange. understand. You okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like like a like a scotch like, freaking yeah like. Yeah. Go ahead, like a scotch I mean, egg. It, it doesn't get much more like I said American than mashed potatoes and meat. Another one is a, a sandwich called the hibarito, where we take uh, I don't know if you know the plantains, they're the big green bananas that are very yeah. starchy, yep. yeah, very yep, tough. Yep, yep. Yeah. You cut them like you cut them lengthwise, fry them, flatten them out so they're flat and long. Fry them again and use that as a bread for a steak sandwich. Oh, oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. Now, while that's oh. Puerto Rican, it's Chicago Rican because a Puerto Rican in Chicago invented that. And we, oh, may, yeah. we use plant- Hey, hey, now, we use plantain and other stuff out here, too. I may be Canadian, but we got some. No, no, no. I here mean, the, the sandwich itself was invented in Chicago and then moved out yeah. from there. Like it, like yeah, well, somebody on the island. Well, Hawaii, like, Hawaiian pizza was invented here, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's the same thing. But it's yeah. things like that, and then okay, um, so Tony, the big thing is I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. I just say, what exactly um, makes what you would call Puerto Rican food? Yeah. I mean, is it a it's, spice palette? Like, a big thing or... is the seasoning. It, it's a lot okay. of seasonings because. Um, What's available there? So, like, a lot of Puerto Rican foods, our base is going to be what's called sofrito. And the funny thing is, mm-hmm. if you go to the store and look for sofrito, you're going to find Mexican and Spain, you know, like Spaniards sofrito, which is a tomato base. Puerto Rican sofrito is a cilantro and cilantro base, so it's green. So if you go to the store and buy sofrito, uh, you're not going to get what you need. It's, it's, it's a what and a what base? Say that again. Uh, cilantro basically and cilantro uh-huh. and culantro, C-U-L. Um, what is cul- I mean, culantro? You I want to know if my husband can get it at work. Yeah, a bigger, it's a bigger oh, okay. leafier version of cilantro. So almost so like, you end up so with like, a, like a large flat parsley. Okay. All right. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it just and so what happens is you make this this sauce out of it. You use like uh, a bunch of like uh, dolce peppers and stuff, and you make this green sauce. So mm. like when we when I saute my rice, I use um, you take a noto be- uh, a noto seed. And you saute the seeds in oil, then you scoop the seeds out, and you end up with a red oil. You put your rice in the red oil and let it saute in that oil so the rice doesn't cook, but it absorbs the oil and turns red. 
if you've ever seen Puerto Rican rice, it's got that red color to it. Then you start, then you drop your sofrito in and let it fry in that. You're not even adding liquids to it. You're just frying the rice in flavoring. Then you start adding everything in to cook. Mm. Wow. And that's a big one. Like everybody who tastes Puerto Rican rice. It's almost like you're doing a risotto. It it really is where you're just packing it because you'll take, you know, two cups of rice and you're packing six cups of liquid into it. Yeah, like a risotto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's just so, and so that's uh, arroz con gandules. And that's like, yeah, that's a big thing. Everybody who tries those are like, yeah. Mm. Katie, don't that's even ask me to try to repronounce mm. that because you know how I am with pronunciation. You know what? Pronounce it. <laughs> pronounce it, bitch. <laughs> I'll spell the first word. Oh, no. The first, the first word is A R R O Z. He's not going to get it like that. Arroz. Arroz. <laughs> so yeah. and, and the thing is, I use this book to to pull a bunch of my dad's recipes together and you know, like kind of explore uh-huh. and, and learn again and things like that. So, uh, mm. um, so you you've got some other projects in the works and you've got a lot of different recipes that you're cooking. Um, you do some different things. Uh, seasonally that you like to do. I know there was, uh, you did a month where you were baking like different cakes or different pies. Do you have anything like that coming up soon for Average Guy Gourmet? Oh. So, like for cookbook wise, the first e-cookbook I'm putting out is 20 different no-bake cheesecakes. And that'll be like one of those cheap, you know, like one, I say cheap, inexpensive, I should say. Uh-huh. Cheap sounds like it's poorly put together. But I don't know, Sean, you might have seen the post, Sean, where it's posting on my Facebook. If anybody wants a cheesecake, let me know. Because I had some <laughs> photographs. So I, had, so I had to make 20 different cheesecakes. Yeah. And I was just giving them away so that way people actually ate them. I wasn't going to be able to eat 20 cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Reeking gained 300 pounds in the new Trusty News by eating 20 <laughs> yeah, cheesecakes. Mm, the nice thing is one of the books I plan on doing is uh, gourmet grilled cheese as a joke for, you know, that I couldn't cook grilled cheese when I started. Oh. <laughs> gourmet grilled cheese. But honey, so honey, that is the first of. thing I learned how to make. That is the very, I'm not even joking. That is, that is the very, very first thing I learned how to make. Very first thing. I love me a good grilled cheese. I, and the good, the good thing about a grilled cheese is you, you've, got versatility, you've got versatility to it. You don't have to use cheddar. For you? For you, yesterday on my Facebook, I just on the average guy's gourmet Facebook, I just put out cinnamon roll pancakes with the cinnamon swirl, the the saucing. You hear it? Oh, Oh, food porn! Oh, you don't understand. I live with a Red Seal chef too. Okay, you don't understand. (laughs) You don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing And I'm spoiled I've made a lot too, of pancake wise <laughs> You know I, I've made a lot of friends With actual chefs So I always give it to them yeah. Because they I always You know A chef is so much more Than I am in the kitchen Because I'm just a guy Who's experimenting Yeah A chef Is an artist You know Yeah And like I said I'm just a guy Who's yeah. experimenting Throwing flavors That I like together Yeah uh, the one thing is I have a friend, Carl, who, who's a chef, and he says the one advantage, though, to the home-trained person, he doesn't have preconceived notions of what things are. Like I yeah, told him, the, yeah. I was mm-hmm. going to 
I was told him I was going to oh. make a pizza out of a sandwich. And he's like, I would never have thought of that. I'm like, yeah, but the bread is pizza dough. He's like, see, he wouldn't have thought of that because to him, this gourmet sandwich is this sandwich. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, like like, like a, a true chef statement, well, how I describe Darren, is uh, somebody who's – they're cooking. They're not happy unless they're cooking five things at once and their head's on fire. <laughs> they're, they're not happy. They're, they are not happy. <laughs> well, and the other thing that uh, Tony has done is how to make really gourmet meals out of leftovers. Things that he's got left over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I made, Hungry I made man a Thanksgiving meals. pizza. Yeah. I made a Thanksgiving pizza. I said, you know, oh. it, because you're going to make leftovers Stuffing. pizza. Why not throw it? Stuffing. So basically, you take the pizza dough, you take the, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, uh, potatoes, the turkey, you top it with a little bit of gravy, you bake it. When it comes out, you throw some cranberry sauce on it. It's an amazing. No, no cranberry. Sauce. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take huh. the I'll take the cranberry sauce on the side. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, understand you know, I cranberry, sauce. cranberry sauce. I don't understand it. Until I, I went to Disney and I had Jotdecker, which is a, a meatball, and they put lingonberry mm-hmm. on it. So it's like it's lingonberry is almost like cranberry, and you put it on the yeah. meatball, and I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing, oh. and that's where I started to appreciate cranberry because it's not the exact same as lingonberry, but it was just like me and my wife both were just like, oh my god, lingonberry with meatballs and mashed potatoes is insanely good. Oh. You wouldn't think a berry with right. meat, mashed potatoes and gravy would work, but it does. Right. It works so well. Well, and uh, you Keep know it. that's that's. A, that's <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of people don't realize you can take some of the most simple like ingredients that you have in your house and make some of the most <laughs> amazing stuff that you can come up with. Like, um, you know, one of the th- people don't understand you don't have to go all out and you don't have to spend a lot of money to cook healthy or to be able to come up with a meal that's going to stretch far and oh. be able to feed a big family. Uh, Tony, I've addressed one of the things we do for our side that, that my wife does is basically you take your vegetable or even a, a sweet potato or potato, drizzle it with a little olive oil, so, uh, salt and pepper, and throw it in the oven. You get some really oh. good, tasty roast veggies that did, Yum. They taste really good. Oh, and that's oh, oh yeah. Love me some roast veggies. Yum. Um, um, you know, but the, the thing about throw it some is potatoes in there. You, you're <laughs> also like me, and I know one of your favorite places to eat that you can now return, because, well, Soon return. I know if we had one down here, they'd be open right now. But uh, I don't know if uh, Steve has ever been to one or Katie has ever been to one. But uh, Tony and I will compare notes. And you, sh- man, I'm telling you, you should find a copycat recipe for some of their food. Tony and I love Benihana. If you have never been to a Benihana, oh my or God. A- so <laughs> yeah, that was me and my wife did a couple of date, night- date nights there. Um, it, it, it's mm-hmm. so good. You know what my thing though is honestly, I love an amazing burger, better than everything else. It's such a simple and, and creation. A, and a what a burger? But um, simple burger. <laughs> just a, okay. Just a, an amazing. So like, um, oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys remember Mike Matthews from MSPW. Yes. Mm-hmm. His sister owns Burger Antics in Brookfield, and so I've been there a few times, and they have this burger with sautéed habanero on it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, because I like hot, hot spicy food. And this <laughs> burger is just amazing. So uh, good, in, a good burger on my, is- on my channel, I have over – on my channel, I have over 100 different burger recipes. 
Did you know that there's a, mm. over 100 ways to make burgers? Oh. Um, oh what is the best topping is? You ready for this? The best topping, bacon jam. I make a bacon. sweet bourbon jam bacon with bacon. Jam. Yes. Mm, it takes about jam. two hours to make because you're sauteing shallots and onion, and it's bourbon, maple syrup, there's brown sugar, and you're, you're sauteing this all down with bacon fat and bacon in there. And you get this nice jam that's a little bit chunky with the bacon, and it's got this sweet, savory taste to it. Bacon. Oh, my God. <laughs> we we have a restaurant we have a dress restaurant downtown Toronto in Kensington Market. Well they're all over the place and it's called Bacon Nation and everything is bacon. <laughs> bacon. You don't even understand. You can get okay, there's this really cool thing. You you were talking you were talking uh grilled cheese, what they do with their grilled cheese dude is they weave the bacon and cover the grilled cheese in it. It's, oh. it's it's oh, 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 it's 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 special. This place is the thing that dreams are made of. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's and also um, what you call Canadian bacon, female bacon, which is cured, which is which is cured hand wrap, um, just basically rolled in cornmeal. But it's, it, they do that too, and then and then you get the full bacon breakfast platter and just. To, <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, like if you're ever in Canada, look for, look around for a Bacon Nation, especially in in Ontario. Toronto has quite a few, but yeah, Tony, look them up. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know all the, I don't know all the restaurants I've got up here now where I'm at, but uh, oh, I'd have to. I mean, there's obviously some. You know, chain ones like Pizzeria Uno and uh, they got, they stuff got, like that. We got bacon, bacon wrapped corn dogs, dude. Bacon wrapped corn dogs. There you go. Tony, what are some of your favorite? Sorry, I'm sorry, Steve. Tony, what are some of your favorite cooks to meet for burgers? Old hose on Katie. Tony, what are some of your? Tony, what are your, your favorite cuts of beef for burgers? I know uh, a lot of people are liking this new like, like goo so that is out. I, I, I like to take a chuck and mix it, and mix it either with brisket, like 70-30 with brisket, or 70-30 with bacon. Oh. You get a nice, you get a nice uh, fatty burger that way that's really, you know, it doesn't dry out. It's not, and you know, my steaks, I love a nice filet with no fat. My burgers, I want nice and fatty. I mean, granted, okay, yeah, you, you, you mix that uh, bake, that ground bacon and the ground beef. It's, you're going to have a heart attack, but it's going to be the greatest tasting burger you have. We mix, uh, we mix chorizo with beef. Oh, like chorizo, I mix chorizo with beef. That comes out a, a real, uh, you don't want a lot of chorizo, maybe 20% or 80%. The chorizo right. is really fatty and, and really greasy, but it comes right. out a really good burger. Um, it, we, I think we did it on like a New Mexico burger or something where we made a fresh pico de gallo and put it on there. You know, I had the chorizo and beef mixed together uh, with some Monterey Jack on it and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so like I like mixing those fattier meats with the beef because you end up with a great burger because uh, you know what was difficult to work with is I made uh, deer burgers. I had to mix cream into it deer. so they didn't dry out too much. Venison because burgers. the thing is, deer is such a lean meat that when you grill it, it's going to dry out on you. Uh, yeah, you got to. So I mixed. Yeah. Uh, you need a good fatty so I mixed cut some, if you're going to do that. Yes. You, it, like, I had a lean cut, so that's why I mixed cream into mine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, yeah, to, 
to yeah. keep some moisture in there. That's what I, I heard you say. That, yeah, so cream. So, so are yeah. you soaking? Are you soaking it in cream before, or are you just no? I'm just adding a little bit, a after, of whatever. spoons of cream when I'm forming everything. Gotcha. Okay. It, it makes well, the that... burger a little bit more harder to handle, but if you mm. have your temp up high enough, it'll sear pretty quickly. There well, you go. Yeah. There yeah. You go. <laughs> and that's uh, even you know, I know that. <laughs> um, Tony, if you were to if you were to make uh, another cookbook, uh, let's say you were to make a cookbook specifically for wrestlers, what would be some of the recipes that would be included in that? By name. Oh, see, there's two ways. There's two ways I can go with this. There's like, uh, you know, keeping a wrestling bot on the road type of thing, quick meals that are easy and not too heavy, stuff like that, where it's you know just these these simple like. uh, you know how you'll see a lot of the, the in-shape wrestlers show up with a dried chicken breast and some freaking oh. asparagus. It, it'd be right. things like that, but cook it so it has flavor. Asparagus is so easy to mess up. It really is. You know what it's I, it's easy to destroy. You can't mess it up when you wrap it in prosciutto. No, no, this is, this is true. This is true because because you're getting you're getting the juices from the prosciutto and the fat from the prosciutto yes. and the flavor from the prosciutto and it's not going to be this this thing that not only looks like a tree like one of Bob Ross's happy little trees when he's painting, okay? And you know, like it's not going to have this woody aftertaste. Yeah, so I like I, mean, I like this like but yeah. Do you know what my road diet was? I got bad. Steve may remember these. I don't know if Sean will. I don't know if Katie, I don't know if you guys had them up there. But um, do you remember the hamburger Big Bites at 7-Eleven? The ha- was, hamburger oh, yeah. what, what? Hamburger shaped. It was a hamburger shaped like a hot dog that sat on the hot dog roller. Yes. And everybody yes. would get grossed out because we'd stop and I'd go grab one of those every time I was on the road. And I'd eat one of those. And people were looking at me like, that is disgusting. I'm like, but it's a burger. On a roller. <laughs> How can I say no? I can hold it easier. No, I can it, eat it easier. It's not going to fall apart all over the place when I eat it either. <laughs> it, it, it'd probably be road food stuff guys could take on the road. That is totally road food. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. My thing, uh, and people always laughed at me for doing it, but if I knew I was going to be possibly in the ring at all that night, it was I'm going to Subway, I'm getting a six inch oven baked chicken. Not really anything on it. A little bit of cheese, a little bit of barbecue sauce, cool. And cheese? I'm drinking. I'm drinking a little bit of water. I'm, I'm drinking a lot of water because I don't want to be doing caffeine. Because the caffeine will be dehydrate me, and then I'll get in the ring and I'll be trying to sweat like a pig and so, won't be able to sweat. It's the opposite was true for me. I ate a lot like Steve Boz did, where I ate very light. I uh, and Boz, whenever I was at on show with him, would give me. Uh, you have a little bit of wine and a lot of caffeine because it'll dry you out. And you'll look better. Yeah. Huh. I never, yep. I never heard that. That's, wow. Yeah. See, Bob used to, Bob used to carry little like juice. They would look like juice boxes, but it was red wine, and he would have a little bit of that and uh, and some caffeine with it. That huh. way he he'd be a little dried out, and you know things would tighten up a little bit. Wow. There you go. There's your tip for the night, folks. If you're in the wrestling business. Um, so if you don't want to be, so de- you know, if you don't want to be he- dehydrated. But if you don't want to be dehydrated, Gatorade it all the way, people. <laughs> so me, Steve Boz, and Eric Priest are all the same age, just so you guys know. 
and so is DDS. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, you know, the one that had a really good body back in the day um, that I, I learned a little bit from, just something simple, uh, Jerry Lynn and Brandon Bishop both told me uh, when I was training peanut butter sandwiches. Peanut butter sandwiches, you have it's one or protein. two days. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially when you're on the lighter side, peanut butter is great because you're going to have all your fats, all your proteins, and then a lighter guy can use those complex starches or yeah. complex carbs. Think, think, think about or, kids. You know, guys think about kids. To, that's, that's how you put weight on kids. That's how you right. nourish kids. It's a staple. <laughs> you know, it's a staple. You know, if you're a big guy trying to get down, you don't want to show a bunch of PBJs in your face. You want to go a little leaner. No. But, you know – as a cruiserweight, I could have, you know, when I was bulking up, I would have a foot-long double meat teriyaki chicken sandwich because I could eat all that bread. Right. You know, because I needed something to stick to my bones to put on weight. Right. Yeah, and that, yeah. Well, well, you all know I was, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm skinny again. Tony saw me at the one point when I was almost up to 200 pounds because, good God, you blew. said, yeah, that's, this is not a good time for me. I said, uh, but we made diet changes, and, and that's the thing. Um, I can attest that, to, for me, pop addiction is still something that I struggle with. I've got way back. but um, get, it's, it's, get one of those those things, those um, that, that water machine that puts bubbles in your water. What is it called? It's on, it's soda stream. The soda stream? Yes, yes, get the damn soda stream. So, or, and I tell them all me, the time, there's, right there's now, flavored bubbly water with no calories in it. That's what I drink right now. Is I drink yeah. right now. I drink the carbonated uh, cherry water. It's not as good yeah. as plain water, but it makes me feel like I'm having a soda. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it if it's got like the seltzer water in it. It's, it's really disgusting. So yeah, <laughs> I get it's just, it's just a sparkling water with it, and it's really good. There's absolutely nothing in it. There's no calories in it at all. Okay, and, and it's got, it's got potassium in it is for you. And it's got pro, some proteins in it, but. No sugar, no no calories. It, it doesn't have any calories in it. And I'm telling you, like, I don't drink pop. I wasn't raised on pop. I was, I'm a Ritalin kid, all right, ADHD, if you can't tell. But, um, yeah, so I, I wasn't allowed pop. Pop was for when we went out to the restaurant or if we were at somebody else's right. house and everybody else was drinking pop and it wasn't fair, you know. That was the only time I ever got pop. I didn't grow up with candy, really. Either, you know, yeah, you got to go to the candy store and get all my penny candy. Don't even think that. And I was allowed for Easter and everything else. But, I mean, I didn't grow up on pop. I just didn't. And I'll be perfectly honest. If you ever see me drinking pop, it probably has booze in it because the bubbles piss me off. They do. They they prickle mm. my tongue and they, no, seriously, <laughs> well, they, tomorrow, they bite my tongue. It, it annoys me. I'm also my, uh, yeah, so I don't like pop. I, I only drink like once a month. Tomorrow's my once a yeah. month, so that'll be my pop. Yeah. It's the rum and cokes I have. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Say, like, say, 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 I'm out at karaoke, right? Or I'm out dancing with the girls, whatever, right? Um, I'm drinking rye and ginger, and also, like I said, because the bubbles piss me off, I squeeze lime in it <laughs> instantly. The bubbles are gone. They are. They're gone instantly. People, uh, I I got looked at funny uh, when I was ordering this drink in California. My drink of choice. Oh my god. Is usually a little bit of vodka, a little bit of orange juice, splash of Sprite. And everybody's like, why the splash of Sprite? Because the Sprite will kill the acid. Because the Sprite will kill the acid (laughs) in the orange juice. Yeah, but Uh, you shouldn't be drinking anything sweet when you're drinking if you don't want to be a puker. 
<laughs> well, I learned that oh lesson. My. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you know what's a dangerous never, drink? For never eat. Is... Yeah. What? Go ahead, Mojitos. Oh. Mojitos and, and tequila rose. Tequila rose. Every, I, I, don't, I, oh, I, 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 I know, I know mojitos, it's like a milkshake. Are... Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a mojito. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not okay. the biggest drinker. I know. I know some Irish I am. I'm a total bottle cap sniffer. Um, the best, my best is six drinks, but if you, I'll drink anything that's in a shot glass. Um, beer is disgusting, but yeah, I also didn't grow up drinking because I don't drink beer and boys only buy beer for the girls when you go to the bar, right? Boys only buy beer. They don't buy mixed mm-hmm. drinks, especially if they're not getting any. So, um, like, I didn't drink growing up either. So <laughs> now we can, uh, we can say that you have your about 20 minutes to message average guy gourmet on Facebook or Twitter. Um, you can do that. You can get in to win a copy of this signed cookbook. Yay! And uh, you know we're we're giving one away. We'll announce the winner next week. And uh, Tony's going to pick the winner at random, and um, they'll mail you a signed copy of this cookbook. You might even throw in some more Tony Rican gear. Um, you never know. Tony's been known to be a generous man before, so um, Tony, I do have a few T-shirts. So, Tony, oh. where do you think the wrestling business is going to go in 2021? You know, as far as, like, uh, uh, I mean, obviously AEW and WWE are going to keep doing what they're doing. Uh, it's not, like, I know a lot of people thought there was a war coming, but there's no there's no war. It's just two companies doing their thing. Like, it, it sounds good mm-hmm. to say there's a war, but you know what I mean? There, there's not. Right. But um, where's it going is, is hopefully we can start to, like, I can start watching Raw again because there's piped-in sound crowd noise. I can't, I had to stop watching during all those empty arena matches. I couldn't do it. Because it it just became so difficult. Mm -hmm. And then, so like, like, even though I know not everybody loves Raw or whatever, but at least I have the feel of wrestling back. If that makes sense. It feels like wrestling. Because there's noise, there's sound, Mm -hmm. you know, the guys are in Mm -hmm. there. Granted, you know, the Thunderdome is what the Thunderdome is, but at least there's Something right. It's not just two guys in a yeah. ring. Yeah, I never you know, complained AEW about starting it. to do. Yeah, Sean so, and I used to and, argue and, about and it. And I'm when hoping it went, now, yeah. with the pushing of the vaccines, things you know, pushing out, will we ever get mm-hmm. 100% nor, uh, you know where we were before? I don't think so. But can we get really mm. close to it? Yeah. And it, it, I'm hoping by the mm-hmm. end of 2021, we're we're pretty darn close. Go ahead, Katie. Well, so I yeah. would just like to see. Yeah, I just want to see things get back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people okay, well then I, I forgot what I was going to say, so it doesn't matter, um, <laughs> which means it wasn't too important, anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I yeah, Sean, Sean and I were talking about booking people booking even in Canada, and it's almost making me want to throw up on my mouth a little bit. Um, I'm was never a germaphobe. Now it's I will walk into the middle of the street to get away from you. People need to act right. You know, like, and I, I remember like, now, and I understand, I understand what you mean about the silent arenas. And Sean and I used to argue about it quite a bit when, when they, when we were getting the silent arenas at first. You know, is I can't watch it, I can't watch it. And I just was like, you know what? And every time we complained about anything, 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 I'd be like, you shut up. We're lucky we have it. Like, uh, I'd rather have right. this than absolutely nothing. She's right. And, uh, and, and, and I understand it's it's like watching hockey or baseball without commentary, which you 
really can't do. And even wrestling um, sucks without commentary, but with, <laughs> you got without your you, Without going into too many details, Tony, that would get you in trouble, AAW made a big investment into their streaming platform earlier this year. And, um, you know, they're trying to get back in the studio. We've, we've seen some shows at uh, Marionette yeah. Park. Are we going to continue to see more of that in 2021 for it from AAW? What we want to do right now, uh, Danny did get COVID. He oh had my. no symptoms, but Danny, Danny does have asthma, so both his lungs were inflamed. He's still, oh. uh, one of them oh. is still not good yet, and that's why we're not running at this point, because we were running, uh, yeah. you know, we were running, I, can't go aside. I think it was, we were, sell, we, we were doing, like, doing like 25, 30 tickets, fans had to separate, unless you came in group, your group could sit together. And right. we were doing it on right. pay-per-view, you know, pay-per-view streaming. Right. Just so that way new content could get out there and people could see, you know, because yeah. we have AAW on demand, right. things like right. that. So we were trying to get things on the platform so people yeah. got. And plus, we told our season ticket holders, if you want to come to the show, just come. You know, you don't have to pay anything because you bought a season ticket and everything got screwed. Right. So just come yeah. to the show, you know, if, if you want. So obviously, like, if we said there's 30 tickets on sale, we, we asked the season ticket holders, hey, do you 20 guys want to come? 15 said yes, so that means there's only 15 tickets for sale. Right. You know, because obviously season ticket holders. And um, yeah. we were running those, and we ran in November. I think the last show was the day before I actually flew out to Rochester. And uh, then Danny, like I said, got COVID. He, had the, he, he tested positive, had no symptoms, but then both his lungs became inflamed. My God. Mm. So he's been on steroids uh, since to uh, try to take that inflammation down. Oh. So that's, right, mm. that's where we are right now. Uh, um, until Danny can get healthy, I don't think there's going to be a lot of movement on that. Right. I understand. He got it in November, and he's yeah, still having long issues. People, yeah. yeah, I was about to say oh, that. People, would, yeah. are, people are saying the same story, singing the same tune. You know, I'm, my, I'm still having respiratory issues, and it's been months. I haven't had it in five months, and I'm still recouping from this. That's why somebody like me, who has bronchial asthma and COPD, like and fibromyalgia, which makes it harder for me to heal, um, I can't. I've been on lockdown basically since the beginning. Right. I but mean, yeah. me, me and my yeah. wife got I can't even do my street. It. I can't. I cannot do street outreach. Okay, I can't, and it's really upsetting me. We do. We do the. We do an event every few months. It's. It's. I'm, it's and yeah, stuck, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, deal, yeah, yeah. And I'm also going cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I'll tell you straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Tony. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we got lucky because my wife and I both had it, but we had mild mm-hmm. cases. And um, you know, so she's of. a dental assistant, so she had to take you know her time to get back in, and I work from home, yeah. so I just sat in my little chair and typed on my computer yeah. alone. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Now, um, so that's good what's going on with AAW. You have some other projects that you've got. Uh, you're hoping to get deals done on by the end of 2021, um, which could include another book and a lot more. Because um, I know you sent me a lot of, you're getting a lot of promotional material. A lot of companies sending you cookware and. Uh, you had that nice. Yeah, and, and we talked about this. It's like I get so many offers for sponsorships, but it's not money; it's product, and I can't use all this product. So it's just like I can't put it on the show because I'd have to, I'd have to design a specific special show just for this, 
And All it's like I had no intention on using that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You yeah. So it's just like, it's I, you can send, send a good set of cookware. <laughs> you can send a good set of hey. cookware up my direction. I'll, I'll send you the address. I'll take, hey. <laughs> Steve can get a hold a, of mine, okay? Like, I'll, I'll take some cookware. <laughs> <laughs> I was given a, a it's like it's like a two hundred dollar juicer ice cream maker, and I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't juice or I make ice cream. You're gonna make ice cream is what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're gonna make ice cream. You're gonna make sorbet. So, you mother chuck. When I when I rewatch my uh, when I rewatch my website, I'm gonna do it as a giveaway. I'm gonna give it away. It's two hundred dollars. Oh, I'll just oh wow. You wow! Oh my God. No! Oh my goodness! Do, do, oh man! There you oh, go, man! Folks. You heard it oh, here man. first. You, you, no! 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 I call dibs. Special <laughs> <laughs> giveaway on Average Guy Gourmet coming uh, sometime soon for a two hundred dollar ice cream maker slash. No, it's mine. No, it's mine. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to do a rebuild of the guys. site, and basically everybody who signs up for the number, uh, the newsletter on the site will be automatically entered for it. There you go. Oh, you wow. heard it here first. Sign up for his newsletter. Get a when the redesign it. happens. I'm doing the redesign when, now. So. Oh, my God. Awesome. I wish you'd use it. I wish you'd use it. There's too many things you can <laughs> do with that. Too many things, like thousands of thousands of oh. ideas are running through my head. Oh, like sugar plums dancing in children's heads. Okay. Oh my God. Oh. I'll tell you this, Katie. It's sugar real plum. nice oh, because that? you don't have to core the you don't have to core the fruit first. You throw the whole apple in, and it juices oh. it. It takes all the chunks out. Oh and my God, shocker! Oh, oh, oh dear God. All right. Oh. All right. It does it does everything I'm but make me breakfast and get me out of bed in the morning. Oh. I'm over I'm over here sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Tony, do you have I'm, any I'm, I'm uh, drooling. any videos that are coming out this week or in the next couple of days that you want to put over and tell people to be on the lookout for on your YouTube or uh, well, Facebook or anything? Facebook Facebook just came out with, uh, like I was saying earlier, Facebook just came out with yesterday because I did uh, 50 copy or 100 copycat recipes. Now I'm starting 100 breakfast recipes. The first one was the cinnamon roll pancakes. And then that just came out. And what's dropping tomorrow on YouTube? Tomorrow on YouTube is, oh, a layered guacamole. cream. uh, It's a creamy cheese and fresh salsa dip because I'm prepping for the Super Bowl. So that's, okay, that, that, that'll that's be Friday. Great, but question, question: What do you top your cinnamon pan, swirl pancakes with? Because I have a good idea. So what I do is I actually make a cinnamon swirl that you put in the pancake while it's cooking, okay. and then I use the, right. the 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 sugar cream the sugar cream cheese frosting that you would put on a cinnamon roll. Mm, you need the to put you need frosting. apples. You need apples and cinnamon, like like a, not not quite a puree, but like a chunky type. I don't know, chutney almost, like a, you know, like, like a cinnamon apple chutney on top of it or something. Just, just because mm, I think cinnamon, I think apples right. automatic with me. It's just automatic. Oh, and I do have a, a vegetarian recipe coming out because again, that'll come out next week. It's, if you like mushrooms, they're Buffalo mushroom bites. So basically you bread mushrooms, bake them, okay. Buffalo okay. sauce, Put some blue cheese okay. dressing, sprinkle blue cheese, uh, crumbled blue cheese on the top, and it's little bite-sized buffalo appetizers. 
But okay, what about stuffing? It's not chicken. What about it's not stuffing them? What about stuffing them? I what I put in I, I when I pull the stem out in the in the well, I put that's where I put the blue cheese dressing and the blue cheese. Thank you. And then you bake it a Thank little you. bit more to melt it in there. Thank you. Mm. Mm. See, I'm lactose intolerant, but I can have that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm trying to get a little bit of a balance doing fun stuff like that. That's not deep fried chicken. You know what I mean? Right. Do some air, flavor of air fry. You need air fry recipes as well. You really do. I want to get so I hadn't. I oh pot, god, my air fry. But, yeah. But my wife didn't. She likes her her crock pot, so she, so we gave away the yeah. instant pot. And I, I'm, I'm trying to. What's an instant to, pot? Uh, it's a pressure cooker. An instant pot is a. Okay. It's basically it's, a pressure yeah. cooker. Yeah. I know what a pressure cooker mm. is. A crock pot. Oh no, not a crock pot. That that's that's, that's no. a slow cooker. Sorry. Yeah. No, I grew up. I grew up with a pressure cooker. Yeah, I I grew up with pressure cooker. We had we had a lot of turnip in my family. (laughs) So, and I want to get that. I want to get an air fryer. And if you guys, one of the heads of production at AEW, one of the heads of production at AEW is a higher up at Coles, so he's like, I can use his Coles discount anytime I want. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, damn. All right. But, yeah, you I'll need you, air fryer. I'll tell you right now, to Tony. Fry. Yeah, I got to say, I, I, will tell, I will tell you this because uh, last Christmas, my wife got me an air fryer. Uh, first, I'm like, what? Why did you do this? I swear <laughs> by that thing now. I mean, oh, God, Tony, oh, seriously, seriously. Then I, then I can come to you. Good. Everything that I used to either do in a pan or in an oil fryer, I do it in this thing. Yeah. And that's what we, okay. Okay. I mean, question. I question, cook my meat question. in it. Yeah. Question. Can you do hamburgers? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Three, six, okay. for 16 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And then, and, then and I, I'm going to be talking to you. Oh, I, <laughs> I have the new instant pot. That has the air fryer lid. I have not used the air fryer lid on it yet. I'm going to be experimenting you did, with that probably yeah, tonight. Oh, do you remember? Do you, do you remember when I told I you I was getting think. an air fryer for Christmas? Because I knew, I knew because well, me and me and me and my man, I'm not okay. I'm not the best gift giver. I'll tell you straight up. I was asking, <laughs> what do you like? What do you want? Okay. <laughs> and so we shopped together for our Christmas gifts. Usually on Boxing Day, we couldn't do that this year because well, our lockdown started again on Boxing Day. Yeah, isn't that dickish? But anyways, um, <laughs> so he ordered me an air fryer, and we've been air frying our asses off. And um, just because, well, I like, like I said, at the, at the top of the show, I do enjoy good for you cooking. I really do. But I need breading. I need deep fried breading every once in a while. And, I need, <laughs> and I'm sorry, um, French fries and anything potato, because while I'm Irish, and that's just the way it is, um, I haven't met a potato I, I I didn't like yet. Okay, but <laughs> I'm serious. I haven't met a potato oh, I didn't hang like. On here. But, oh, sure. sorry about that. You're okay. Oh, you're fine. And, uh, you're fine. So, so Tony, yeah. tell everybody where they can find you on social media, your website, your YouTube, and we're gonna wrap this thing up for the so night, my the, friend. Every, everything is. Everything is AverageGuyGourmet. Uh, if you look that up, you'll find out everything except for my Twitter. I screwed up on my Twitter. It's A-G-G underscore Rican. So A-G-G for Average Guy Gourmet. A-G-G underscore Rican. Everything else, if you look up Average Guy Gourmet, you'll find me. 
Average okay. Guy Gourmet. I'm looking. I'm just going to Google. So that. I know two of the recipes. My wife gave me two recipes for this weekend, just to give you a heads up. Okay. I'm going to be making banana uh-huh. bread waffles. Oh! And Oh, damn. Oh, boy. And jalapeno popper stuffed found bread. You. Oh, damn. Uh-oh. What was the other recipe? Oh, jalapeno, jalapeno popper stuffed popper bread. Stuff bread. Oh. Any, anything good with anything bread is good. I don't care who you are. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. I'm going to have one more. I don't oh. know what it is yet, but that's my breakfast recipe is the banana bread waffles. And I think I'll probably oh. put like a banana foster over the top of it just to. You know, oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're killing me. There here. you go. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Mm. I, I think You're I want to kill me small now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one you set on fire, right? No. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, the, the <laughs> fosters yeah. is where you put a little alcohol in the pan, you saute the yeah. bananas, and you let the fire. You tip the pan just a little bit so the flame comes in it, yeah. and you toss it. Oh, I know. I, I, honey, I, I, t- I took five, five years of, uh, of food services in school. I know. <laughs> foster, bananas foster is one of my favorite uh, breakfasts. Uh, I've gone a couple places and made a bananas foster French toast that it's meant to die for. I will be looking oh. up that recipe and uh, trying to uh, duplicate it myself without burning my Sean, mouth. Sean, if, if you're ever out here, there's a place I'm going to take you called Panagios for breakfast, and they do trucker-sized breakfasts, and they're, they're worth it. Like you name you name the pancake or waffle, and they do it. I'm telling you, and it's like, um, like grand, grandioso size, even even just their normal breakfast. You can okay, get the- like, wow. The Easy Puerto Rican Cookbook, 100 Classic Recipes Made Simple on Amazon. It is $10 for the paperback with free shipping with Amazon Prime. Or you can get your signed copy by contacting Tony Rican uh, through Average Guy Gourmet, and he will get you a signed copy. Or you have just a few minutes left. You have about five minutes left to message the Average Guy Gourmet page right now. And yeah. uh, on Facebook, and get entered into your chance to win that free signed copy of the book we're listening in tonight. Tony, I want and to thank you. And if you look them up, and if you look them up, you, you, there's there's a video right here. It says how to make vodka rigatoni. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I found you're so easy to find. Average gourmet. I found you. Hi. Yes. <laughs> um, Average guy, go right. Tony, I want to thank you for your time and, uh, you know, uh, didn't know everything that was going on that you had been dealing with, but continue to be safe with your uh, wife and kids. Yeah, be we well. You, man. Um, we do. And we'll be talking to you again. Yep. You, you get that other uh, couple other deals that you got in the work side. We'll have you on again before the end of the year. Oh, I Post- don't care. He can come on anytime he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you, you you just be glad we're not doing video, Katie. Wish list, wish doing, list. If, 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 you were, uh, if we were doing video with this podcast and you were seeing all the recipes that he's made or um, might be cooking yeah, if, for no, if we were doing video, you guys would have saw my O face. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right, yeah, Tony. Yeah. Oh. You have a good night, my friend. Thank you very much. And, uh, Thanks guys, for coming out. You know, Tony, uh, if, if folks, wrestlers, athletes, if you've got nutrition questions, ask Tony Rican. He can put you in the right direction. And, uh, folks, I want to thank all of you for joining us here tonight. Thank our guest, Tony Rican Rican, for giving us some yep. uh, insight into his wrestling and Tony, booking thank career. You, brother. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night, Tony, and we'll talk to you soon.
And uh, All right. well, I'll talk to you guys later. Next week, yeah. right back right, here Bert, on Wrestling care. Authority Radio, we will have Chicagoland professional wrestling promoter John Bullard will be with us live. And it's going to be a great conversation about booking and promoting next week. Um, want to remind everybody that um, Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil will return Thursday night, February 4th. We'll be in the month of February. We'll be getting ready for the AEW pay-per-view, which uh, we're not going to go into a lot of breaking news in the wrestling scene, but I do want to break this. It has been announced for AEW Revolution. Sting will make his AEW in-ring debut. It will be the Machine, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks of Team Taz against Sting and the TNT champion, Darby Allen in a street fight on pay-per-view yeah. at AEW they Revolution. Yeah. They announced it last night. I was just like, ooh. On February dude, honestly, 27th. To see, to see Sting and Darby in the ring together is almost father-son type deal. You know, blonde hair and all. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm oh, yes. sorry. I have always, yep. I've always thought Sting should have always been a darker character, never the surfer boy. Um, I <laughs> like it, and, ring, and it's it, we'll we'll see what this is. I'm I'm hoping he's got enough ability to go, and that injury from uh, WWE does not hinder his abilities. You got to realize, mm-hmm. folks, he's in his sixties. He's not going to be, you know, two thousand Sting. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But, He's going to be moving be better than, yeah, but he's still going to be moving better than Flair, so, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Trust that me, being, he's going to figure it out. With that being yeah. said, Katie, I want you to tell everybody what time it is here tonight. <laughs> you know hey, what time it is, folks. second. Tomorrow oh, night. Oh, oh. Dean, uh, yeah, yeah I come back. Come back to, to listen to Steve and the Dean's time. Yes. Yep, yep. Lee and I, Lee and I will be, uh, Covering uh, probably a little bit of the uh, post um, uh, impact pay per view, uh, we're going to be talking about some big things happening over in MLW, a very familiar company name might be coming back. Oh my! Why do you sound like Bill Apter? Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, hey Bill. Hey Bill. Bill is who I cut my teeth on as a kid, you know, or as yeah, well as a too. youngster, you know, and that to yeah. to imagine being his friend and everything is is something else. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so, we love you, Uncle so Bill. That's tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. That's tomorrow night at ten nine Central Time. Right back here on uh, on Blog Talk Radio on Evolution Radio Network, and then uh, as Sean says, we will be back here One live. Minute. Next Thursday at uh, eight seven Central. Now for more of Wrestling okay, Authority Radio. Tell them what time it is. Now, folks, you know what time it is. You don't have to go home, so, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Turn off the lights and put your glasses back on the bar, you buggers, you. Get out of here. Get Good night, everybody.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.